This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Yo, this is Flip Gordon. CVV Chris Van Fleet. This is Liam O'Rourke, author of Crazy Like a Fox. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Top Rope Nation. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. Got an unplanned episode of Top Rope Nation for you here. It's episode 132 officially, kind of a bonus podcast for you. It's Monday night. There's some breaking news coming out of WWE, and that is that WrestleMania 36 is still going to take place, but not at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, as we had been planning on for months and months and months. Uh, WWE's hand forced. Uh, they canceled the show in Tampa. They're moving it to the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, where they have now been holding SmackDown and Raw. So we thought we had to put out something for the listeners. It's a huge topic. This this mania is going to be unlike any ever, obviously. And uh, I'm here with Justin and Kyle. So just kind of around the horn first, I mean, what were your thoughts when you heard this? Do you think it's going to work? Uh, Justin, when you saw that news come across, I think you were the first one to mention it in our, in our text thread. What'd you think? What went through your head? My immediate thought was shock. I mean, just because I figured they would postpone it because more than anything, WrestleMania is about the spectacle. Hmm. You know, it's it's about that giant crowd and the fireworks and the stage. Um, but, you know, you give it any further thought and it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense because what do they do with these storylines? You can't keep pushing uh Brock and McIntyre back into like, you know, midsummer. What are you going to do with your television? Right. Um, so this was, I think this was their only move. Um, and I am just really, really not looking forward to it. My, my reactions are very similar. I'll go to Kyle first though. Kyle, what, what did you think? My initial reaction is that someone up top, that someone obviously <clears throat> being Vince McMahon, really wants WrestleMania to take place on April 5th and storyline that Justin just talked about. That's a good reason why you're, you can't just delay. If you were to do the, what some had speculated was the other option that WWE had a table, which was simply pushing WrestleMania back and doing Wrestle and and, try, and now there's logistical issues with that too. Where would it be? You know the whole, you know what mania has become. How, how do you find a city to host that? You know, 
what would it would be kind of a logistical nightmare too if you push Mania back to another city or if you held it in Tampa just at a later date, right? Yeah. But if you do that, you could you obviously could not have the card you were planning on doing on April fifth for yeah. the reasons that Justin just like you just could not ex- you basically just can't extend your creative for a couple months. And also, there's the issue is of well, when would you be able to hold an event like that? We don't know. I mean, this is a fluid situation going on in the United States of America. I mean, you know, the NBA and NHL, uh, as of what, last Thursday it was, postponed their seasons for 30 days. It's clearly right now looking a lot more than 30 days till those sports leagues are going to get underway. Mm. So you don't know. So it's very clear that presumably Vince McMahon wanted this wanted WrestleMania to happen on April 5th. The question is, why was he so hell-bent? And I've seen some talk on Twitter that it could have a lot to do with the idea of network subs and getting people to sign up for WrestleMania. Now, obviously, this is a WrestleMania uh, like none we've ever had before. So that's another thing, too, to consider. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the recent reports out of sports is that baseball may not be played until July. So you get into a point where you're like a month before SummerSlam. And yeah, I think my initial thought when all this went down was that they would, I thought they would move it back to like June. Um, It seemed likely to me maybe like a week ago. But yeah, so much has changed with, uh, you know, all of us are quarantined at home pretty much. You know, I don't know about you guys. I haven't been out much in the last several days. Uh, so it's just a, such a strange, strange situation right now. Um, I went I, for a hike. Yeah, I did walk around the neighborhood once a little bit just to get out. But to think about how this is going to be going on, you know, for months, probably it's just I just can't be excited about this. I don't really like what I've seen so far with these empty venue shows from SmackDown and Raw. And to to think of WrestleMania being in that environment is just, I don't know how you get up for it. I've, I've seen some people that I'm friends with and other people that I've read on social media that they really liked SmackDown on Friday night with that you know, different look. I really did not care for it. And I just have a hard time connecting with anything that's happening with no, with no crowd. I mean, everything about pro wrestling is precipitated on crowd reaction. You know, that's how wrestlers are taught to work is by what the crowd, what's the crowd responding to. It's so much with the psychology of a match. I just, it takes so much away from, from the matches that are going on. And by the way, the matches have been very little, but they've done some matches. Uh, Raw right now is airing as we record and they're currently replaying the entire 2020 Royal Rumble. So that's taken up half the broadcast. So they, they recognize the challenges for sure. But when you get to Mania and you get all these matches one after another in that small venue, I don't know. It's 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 going to be really tough. And I, I know their hands forced because this is a situation unlike anything we have experienced ever in our lifetimes. And unlike anything really in over 100 years, at least in this country. But it's it's going to be a difficult watch for me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they were going to get canceled uh, Thursday if they didn't pull the plug themselves, WWE. There was no doubt that WrestleMania was not going to take place, certainly in front of fans, uh, on April 5th and and likely not in Raymond James Stadium. So um, as far as, you know, now what we've got for WrestleMania, certainly 
it will be a memorable WrestleMania. It will be one that we never forget. I think the bar is going to be pretty low for it. I saw somebody tweet, somebody who I really like on Twitter tweeted, well, you know, what was the tweet? I sent it to you guys. It was about WrestleMania 9. It was like, WrestleMania 9, you have a challenge or something like that. I can't remember what that yeah. tweet was. And I said it was, hold on one second. Do, 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 yeah, do, move do. over WrestleMania 9. Move over WrestleMania 9, yeah. So um, I will say this as far as what we've seen from the full SmackDown on Friday and then, you know, Raw so far, which is actually going on live as we record. I'm with you. I was not a very big fan of SmackDown. Uh, you know, I did see some people like it as well, just like you did, Ryan. One thing that I think, though, you know, that might be the promos. Now, there's still some kind of annoying little things they're doing that they need to get rid of. You know, like Edge came out tonight and, you know, his music plays, walks out and he like points to the big screen, you know, as if, all right, all you fans that aren't here, pay attention to the big screen. I think if they like take some of that stuff out. I think you're going to see maybe some better promos Mm -hmm. leading up to the show. I think, you know, because promos for years and years, they didn't always have to be in front of a live crowd. You know, the whole bit where these guys pause awkwardly for the crowd to chant along with something that's done. You you can kind of, you should be able to get more emotional promos. Now, as for the wrestling, that's a whole different thing. That, that, That is really uncharted territory. And a WrestleMania where, you know, WrestleMania has become so much about the fans. And it's like this big weekend experience. It's this weekend where everyone celebrates professional wrestling. I I do think, you know, doing these matches that are supposed to be big. And remember what WrestleMania is supposed to be about in the first. It's supposed to be this like larger than life event. Mm -hmm. And seeing these matches that are supposed to be big time in front of no one in the performance center uh, is certainly going to be a challenge for those performers uh, to pull off on April 5th. Yeah, that is for sure. I got, I got a couple of things based on what you said, Kyle. Uh, Do you think just setup wise, it would be better to not have the rows and rows of empty chairs? I was thinking about that tonight watching raw and it's just, it's just kind of so jarring and, to me, a little distracting just to have all these you know, hundreds of empty chairs sitting around the ring. Like, I don't know what else they put there, you know, for design-wise, but, like, it's just a little – it makes it look just really I, weird. Yeah, it kind of does. You're right. You know, I don't know, you know, not ever having set foot in that building. I don't – I would assume the chairs can just be removed, right? Yeah. Okay. So if they can, I would because you're right. It does just kind of look – odd just you know it's like where it's just like oh hey look there's no one sitting in these chairs um you know and for wrestlemania again production is such a big part of this obviously that's going to be scaled dramatically back um i I don't know if you're going to want to dress the place up you think you you probably would Mm -hmm. um something too that i Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say, you got to. You got to make it look different than what these Raw and SmackDowns look like. You got to make it look a little bit less like the Performance Center. Yeah. There, there's there's got to be something you can do where it le- at least looks kind of special. Yeah. yeah. Put, just put the WrestleMania logo or some sort of fall stage or something. Yeah. Yeah, I almost, 
I almost feel like rather than having the uh, the chairs there, just like some big banners would almost look better. To be honest yeah, with you, yeah. If you just put like a WrestleMania, like a nice looking WrestleMania sign, I want to talk about the how they're showing the Rumble right now, and because you you brought this up about what they're doing, and you know on SmackDown they reshowed that tag chamber match. Obviously, the creative team right now, as you would expect, I, I don't, you know, it's a very tough situation, like yeah. you mentioned, Ryan, but they're struggling to put content in Raw, man, with three hours. Yeah. Woo! Woo! How no, I mean, man, are they going to be taxed? You know, there's only so much relevant footage you can go back, you know, in the time machine and show again. But I think it speaks to, you know, this press release they've put out for Raw tonight and moving forward. Only what? What is it? Only essential personnel. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they can't be bringing in full crews for these shows. Well, uh, yeah, there's an argument to be made that even running them at all with anybody is reckless because yeah. people are traveling in. They're risking mm-hmm. getting coronavirus. Uh, like Beth, did, I don't know if you guys saw Beth Phoenix's. Yeah, tweet I saw tonight. that. That's insane. So there is no reason at all Edge needed to be there live. He could have done exactly what he did, like with a webcam. <laughs> to be honest with you, and it would have been just yeah. as effective. Uh, he had travel problems. Probably couldn't get a flight going down there. Uh, he drove seventeen hours to Orlando to do that in front of an empty room. Like that is just reckless. That is ridiculous. And You're right because. I mean- Look how many promos in the past they used to have cut, you know, wherever in the studio. Yeah. And they would just show on TV. Right. And you can cut the promo that way. You, you, The idea that someone needs to be standing in the middle of a, a ring to cut a promo is just silliness. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about how many people train at the Performance Center and how bad our testing in this country has been for coronavirus and how long it incubates in someone before the symptoms start – I don't want to be like super paranoid, but there's a decent chance, maybe semi-decent that someone there could be infected in the coming weeks and not know it. And then what happens? So, I mean, even even running the events at all, I think a lot of people are looking down upon. I know they're trying to put content out there and they're really the only, you know, somewhat sports league that is, is doing anything right now, but there's a lot of critics and UFC. UFC ran an empty arena show in Brazil over the weekend, but I guess they had two more shows scheduled for the remainder of the month, the next two Saturdays, and those have been called off. Yeah, they were getting a lot of heat from what yeah, I was Dana, seeing. Yeah. Dana White was kind of behaving like a buffoon, which is nothing new if you follow that particular <laughs> sport. Um, so I, I want to talk about the essential personnel. And, you know, again, if you try to turn this into a pod, look at this as a glass half full situation, if you're on the creative team, you only mm-hmm. have the essential personnel. It is going to be a challenge to fill those two hours on SmackDown, three hours on Raw. But you can also just sort of focus on who needs to be focused on for WrestleMania. You know, I mean, Royal Rumble, re-airing the Royal Rumble tonight is the definition of filler, correct? Yeah. But how much on your average Raw or SmackDown is also filler? Like, actual matches that just don't matter. You you know, we always talk about, oh, God, these guys get overexposed. You know, they're ha- guys are losing when they don't need to be losing. If you're trying to look at this from a glass half full, you're probably not going to have that. Mm-hmm. If you're the creative team, you can just kind of focus on, you know, they've got seven matches announced for WrestleMania so far. You know, okay, hey, this guy's got to be here. This We've only got three, four, five guys here this week. We're going to just focus on those three, four, five. And yeah, again, 
how do you fill all that airtime is a challenge. I don't know how many weeks in a row you can re-air old matches, but um, it could be a more focused show in terms of promoting the matches that are taking place on April 5th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think over time, because their production team is so good, that they'll kind of get a routine down. They'll probably do some like mini featurettes and stuff like that. Video they, packages. Yeah, they're so good at what? those that eventually they're going to have some good content. Right now, with you know only a few days heads up, I just don't think they're able to put anything together. Yeah, and you know, I, having talked to people that work in the company, I'm always like, Why, what about your great video packages that you used to do for air during television? It's like, well, you know, you don't want to have this live crowd watching TV. Mm. Well, you don't have that anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea of video packages and just kind of old school hype for these matches, I think you can do that if you thought that a live crowd was kind of a hindrance to it. Yeah. Justin, any... uh... Anything that you think they could do to uh, improve the show or anything that's been going through your mind as we've been talking here? Um, Well, I mean, obviously you got to think this isn't going to be the six or seven hour WrestleManias that we've been getting. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kyle said there were seven announced matches. Is that correct? I thought there was just five. I have no idea. Well, I think there's seven that... I think there's seven that are, are... basically um presumed to take place okay i mean because i know there. yeah there's five officially announced brock and drew those, those uh, ripley brock drew uh ripley charlotte becky shana goldberg roman and cena and wyatt i think they're announced well they're aren't weren't they supposed to do a contract signing for aj and undertaker tonight yeah to make that oh official. that's right yeah. okay and then edge Edge challenged Burton to the last man standing match tonight. So, yeah, yeah, there's seven. Boy, what a bummer that this is going to be Edge's big comeback match in in front of nobody. Yeah. Or or Drew McIntyre. Think about it. His big moment. His career, presumably. So, I guess my one big thought is after those seven, you can't have any more matches. I mean, that, that just, that has to be it. It's not like these guys need to be on the card to get the big paychecks. I'm guessing there's not going to be a big one for anybody who isn't these, you know, headline stars uh my guess is we're not going to get an andre the giant uh battle royal especially when you consider you know uh, the, the white house today just said they want to keep you know gatherings of 10 max so i would be shocked if we see any more matches than they're said we're getting yeah i mean it's already gonna be a tough watch so i agree if you can keep it to those seven you could maybe you know get get a little more excitement drummed up because yeah when you start adding on the the seven more after that and they're matches that nobody really cares about and you're already watching in this very small venue with no fans it's going to be really tough to get through so i i would agree with you if they could keep it a little shorter this year that would that would be ideal we'll see okay uh, let's talk about this idea what about had they pushed wrestlemania back had they decided Okay, WrestleMania is now going to be, I don't know, let's just make up a date. Labor Day. Now, you know, because who knows, is SummerSlam going to be canceled? That's got to be something you're thinking about, right? I mean, wasn't it wasn't, uh, you know, our benevolent leader saying, you know, that this is going to go on to July and August, possibly. Mm -hmm. Let's just, just make up a date. Who cares? It doesn't matter. 
Could you conceive like could you conceivably have said, all right, hey, we've got these seven big matches booked already and set. Could you have done them on TV and then just you know just to do them because you you know your storylines are building to them? I mean, like Justin said, you can't just delay this stuff. You do these seven matches over the course of a couple weeks on TV, and you just kind of have a WrestleMania with different storylines later in the summer. What do we think about that idea? I think that's the only way to do it. I mean, there's just maybe a it's couple of these the only way to do it, but I mean, is that a better way to do it than what they're doing? It, if you want the spectacle and you want the stadium and you want the fans, you, you have to just basically throw the card away and make a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, outside of like, you know, I'm sure there's two or three of these matches you could probably draw out a little bit, you know, you know, with part-timers like Undertaker. But, I mean, a lot of these you just can't drag these out any longer. Yeah, it would be really hard. You think about going back to the Rumble and you're talking about like a six-month build for the match almost. I mean, mm. yeah, I think I think you would have to do it that way. You would have to get some new matches together. but And then that would... Like you said, it'd be so problematic because you don't even know if that's possible, you know, and maybe then that 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 show gets canceled. So it's uh, and I wonder how much that factored into the decision to say we're doing WrestleMania on April 5th. I know like no one thinks this is ideal, mm-hmm. but I wonder if the whole uncertainty of, well, when can we do WrestleMania? And then, you know, June becomes July, July becomes August. Yes. I wonder how much that played into it, along with. Probably some stuff on the corporate side. Speaking of the corporate side, I saw somebody bring this up. George Barrios, Michelle Wilson, recently 86. If they're in the company, are we seeing different decision making? Hmm. I mean, those were those were people that you know had heavy influence on this company. Yeah, you know, do they? You know, what would their input? You know, not having you know come through the ranks of professional wrestling, just being corporate officers, would we be getting this decision that we got today? I, I think that I, I don't have the answer. I just think it's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Or we haven't even talked about this, but thinking about the setting, you know, they're doing this, this show with no crowd at performance center. Would you guys have rather they'd done the show at Raymond James stadium with no crowd, just the visual of the stadium behind them, even if it was empty? Which which scenario with no crowd do you think is is better, Justin? Oh boy, I think that really depends on what they can do to spruce up the performance center. Because I, I think, you know, you were talking about how it's kind of weird with all those empty seats. Mm-hmm. I mean that that just gets exponentially worse if you're doing that. In That's Raymond true. Games. They're so far. Yeah, there's. I'm thinking though, like they're so far away in a football stadium, and you could still have a big. They probably wouldn't spend as much money on it, but who knows? I mean, this is a company that makes a lot of money. Maybe they still have the big set, the big entranceway. So you still have that. Are they allowed to even do that? Are they even allowed to use the stadium, though? That's the thing, I think. Because all the workers putting it together. Yeah, I mean, it may just close. I mean, mean, the Performance Center is probably the reason they're having it there is because, well, they own it. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're not going to spend a bunch of money on, you know, the stage and any other stuff if they're not getting ticket sales. Yeah, just a hypothetical. Just if you're looking at two empty venues, which you'd prefer, but yeah, it's 
it's difficult. I think their hand was, was forced to your point though, Kyle. I think if those two were still there, I think we'd probably be getting the same same result. I don't I don't see a whole lot of other options. And I don't I don't think that they would cancel WrestleMania, but yeah. No, 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 no. I just, you know, I there there were two options I think on the table. One is what they chose, two is have WrestleMania as you know it take place at a later date yeah um i think with that there's no guarantee you're going to get there either yeah no and where do you do it um have you screwed tampa you know how does tampa feel about that situation um you know what about you know there's just a lot of logistical nightmares all these people who bought tickets um you know wow i mean just what a nightmare i mean it is certainly going to be a wrestlemania we always remember you know a lot of these recent wrestlemanias we joke kind of run together sometimes don't they yeah and we talked about on this show within the last couple weeks that this mania just the excitement level for it was below and even those recent shows so yeah and it's just you know you're gonna remember this one Mm -hmm. um and not may not be for the right reasons (laughs) but you're going to remember this one yeah it and you know uh the hartford civic center will no longer be the lamest venue in the history of wrestlemania <laughs> that is true i put on my twitter feed i can no longer say i was at the uh last wrestlemania that was a non-stadium show being wrestlemania 22 that that honor will oh. no longer belong to that show so although yeah. although nobody else is going to be able to say they were at the last <laughs> well that's show true that wasn't well that's true <laughs> they will not be able i could i could say i was the, at the last one with an audience yeah a little uh, asterisk on that uh guys i have one more topic really quick to talk about but before we get there i didn't do this at the top but if you're tuning in for the very first time we would appreciate if you'd hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts leave us a five-star review leave us a written review even better we'll read it on the air uh, we are part of the blue wire podcasting network an entire network of great shows for pretty much every sport and lots of different entertainment venues so check them out at bluewirepods.com and uh also guys we do have a sponsor of the show that i wanted to mention with currently no nba nhl or college basketball you might think there's nothing to bet on well you'd be wrong bet online still has hundreds of places to wager from their online casino to poker and blackjack all open 24 hours a day and all online Sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts and esports is on the rise. If you're into entertainment, you could still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and even Kyle's favorite, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online your new ticket to online action. that said this is going to be kind of an abbreviated broadcast as i said at the top it's a kind of a bonus show for us but one other thing that's happening tonight guys is the uh the bret hart interview on steve austin's wwe network show this is a hard right turn yeah okay i was gonna wait till i I have not seen it yet i i also have not seen it yet i was just gonna kind of bring it up and talk about our expectations going in a little bit but uh i have been looking forward to this a lot i'm gonna watch it right after i push out this podcast tonight and this is all part of this kind of 316 day 
thing that WWE has been promoting for this week. Yeah. Steve Austin's going to be on Raw with no audience. <laughs> so, yeah, Welcome back, Steve. <laughs> incredibly anticlimactic. Justin, have you seen this yet? I'm guessing no. I have not. Okay. Nope. So, so all of us will probably be watching it tonight. Uh, are you guys as hyped for this going in as I am? Justin, I know you grew up a, a big Bret Hart fan. And what are your expectations for this? Uh, I'll be happy if it's just uh, Brett ripping on Hogan for an hour. <laughs> well, he did rip on Bill Goldberg because the the clip was floating around earlier today of that. I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter or not. Yeah, um, I did. I saw you shared that. I did. And that's you know, look. It's very fair for Brett to not like Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, if somebody ended my career, I would not like them. Cost you millions of dollars, yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I mean, I th- it's very fair for Brett not to like Bill Goldberg. Yeah. But you know, I'm looking forward to a lot. Brett, you know, certainly uh, there aren't many guys who are always honest in this industry. Brett's one of them. Mm-hmm. And and he's got a good memory, too. He's not one of those guys who's like, who I like can't remember the show or, like, what year it was. You know, it's kind of like, you know, maybe I should just fuck off, you know, with that like Eric opinion. Bischoff. but. Yeah, well, I mean, Eric Bischoff is the complete opposite of yes. Bret Hart. Yes. But, you know, Bret's really good with the details. He remembers the details. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one a lot. Um, I think in terms of the other Austin interviews, this one has the potential to be the best. I actually liked the Goldberg one, for the record. I thought it was kind of fascinating how he looks at the business compared to 95% of the people in it today. Yeah, I think they've all been good. This is probably going to be the best one. Um, Brett is such a good interview, and like you said, he, he calls it like he sees it. You get no BS from him. Great memory. I think he's pretty... If you've read his book... He's fair with his criticism, like across the board. He's been critical of himself, too. He doesn't think of himself as some kind of saint or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, he, he's super well, honest. He, he, he's a big fan of himself. Yeah, and he that, probably should be, but he's, a, but he's a big fan. But that's not what I said. I said he's not, he's not someone that thinks he did no wrong. I mean, he certainly in his book admitted to all of his wrongdoings pretty vividly. So, I mean, he's, he's fair. That's why I thought when I read his book, and this came out four, almost... 13, 14 years ago now, um, I thought I thought that that book was one of the best I'd ever read, and he was harsh on a lot of wrestlers in the industry, but he was pretty harsh on himself too, so I thought it was pretty fair. Uh, I think there's always this narrative out there about Bret Hart that he is kind of a whiner about stuff that happened to him. I think that is completely false in my point of view because I think usually people will look at a clip of him saying something. Well, he's just answering a question he was asked honestly i don't think you see brett go out of his way to complain about something i think if he's asked about it he's honest and he'll tell you what he thinks but i don't think he's someone that like he's constantly bringing up a topic to you and you know wanting you to hear about montreal again i don't think he ever talks about montreal unless someone asks him about it so that that's one of the reasons why i think this was going to be a, a really honest open good interview and you're talking about these two guys that uh kind of help kickstart uh, Brett was there right as the Attitude Era was starting. Obviously, Austin was the one who rode the wave throughout the entire Attitude Era. But uh, they should have a pretty a pretty fascinating conversation. Brett's been on Austin's podcast in the past, um, several years ago. Justin, I think, don't you have a story about Brett and Austin doing a podcast and uh, how you got your wife to respect pro wrestling? 
Oh yeah. Um, was was I? Shit, I don't remember. Was Brett involved in that one when uh, they did a watch along for their WrestleMania 13 match? And it was kind of the first match I ever had my wife sit down and watch, just so she could kind of, uh, you know, hear how the uh, the uh, what what is how's that saying? How the the milk is buttered? How the <laughs> bread is made? The bread is buttered. The, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just to just to see uh, what the the thought process is in these kind of matches, especially in my opinion, probably the greatest match of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll be seeing it within the next hour. Probably I'll be hitting play, and you guys probably yeah. will be as well. So hopefully we can talk about it uh, later this week. Yeah, and that can you can talk about it later this week and some mania history too. Like Justin said, you know, best match in company history. Right. Yeah. We can talk. We could talk. We could probably. I, I look forward to over the next couple of weeks talking about a lot of the uh, bests and worsts uh, in Mania history. Hopefully, with you guys, exactly. if our text thread can be any uh, indication, I, I think that'd be some fun stuff, some fun conversations. That's exactly right. I uh, I'm planning on leaning hard on Justin Joint's creativity as we make our show notes for the the coming weeks because we're not really planning on having a ton of modern day wrestling to talk about. So we are going to lean kind of heavily in, into the nostalgia and past wrestling and kind of reviewing old things. And Justin did come up with a list of some uh, some of our signature Mount Rushmore topics that we will be diving into in the weeks ahead as we lead into WrestleMania. Because we do want to talk WrestleMania history as a wrestling fan, uh, as all of you listening are wrestling fans. It's always one of the big topics that you want to talk about this time of the year. So even if WrestleMania is going to be a little underwhelming this year. We still want to talk about some of the past incarnations, so yeah, yeah we can plan on. I, I just want to say there is a couple things we should mention, kind of subpoints from the or just the fallout from WrestleMania, um, essentially being canceled, moved to the uh, Performance Center night. NXT Hall of Fame not taking place as scheduled. Uh, there's been a lot of conjecture that NXT is going to be moved to a Wednesday night uh, takeover, I should say, uh, to counter program whatever AEW is doing that night hall of fame, no idea there. And, you know, I think we all should uh, feel pretty bad for the independent scene in this industry right now, because it is hurting um, stuff that's going on with WrestleCon um, and just all those promotions that are not going to be able to run. I mean, that's their big money maker of the year, just like WrestleMania. But the difference is um, those big shows basically keep the various promotions afloat and without them, um, your heart goes out to them. It's it's going to be kind of an ugly, ugly scene, I think, for a lot of independent promotions across this country. Yeah, definitely good call out there. So, yeah, hopefully things will turn around here in the next couple of months. But it's going to be rough moving forward. But you guys, you can count on us. We're going to be putting out content for you, give you something to look forward to each and every week, entertainment wise. And uh, as you're all hunkered down in your homes trying to avoid the coronavirus. You can count on some new podcasts to listen to because I don't know about you guys, but uh, it's only been a couple days and I'm already getting kind of bored. So whenever there's something that I like out there putting out something new, at least there's something to look forward to as I am a prisoner in my own home right now. So looking forward to talking with Justin and Kyle and all of you each and every week. You can get a hold of the show at topropenation at gmail.com. If you got an idea, a topic for, that you want us to cover on the show, let us know. Anything that's on your mind completely open pretty much we'll talk about it on the show send us an email uh you can tweet us at top rope nation you can find all of us on twitter 
Uh, I'm at Ryan Droste. That's D-R-O-S-T-E. You can find Justin at Justin Joint. That's J-O-Y-N-T. And Kyle is at T-R-P Kyle. We're also on uh, Instagram and Facebook. So I guess before I close it off here, guys, anything else you want to get out before we uh, hit the road here on Monday night? No, I think that's pretty much it. I'm just, man, I am really just imagining WrestleMania just with no fans is is something that uh, you never would have thought would have happened. But then again, you know, this coronavirus, huh? I mean, wow. (laughs) Who would have guessed it? Brought the world to its knees. That's for sure. Brought the uh, stock market to its knees. If you've been watching that. 2020? What kind of year is this? <laughs> yeah. What a year. Yeah, we we will always remember this. That is for sure. So uh, hopefully by the time summer hits, guys, we can uh, we can be on to greener pastures. But as of right now, things look pretty dire. But we'll do what we can to bring a, bring a smile to your face as we move through this together. And uh, hope you're all staying healthy. You're all following the guidelines, staying at home, keeping you and yours healthy as we move through all this unprecedented time uh, together. And so with that said, I'm Ryan here for Justin and Kyle, and we'll see you guys later this week with episode 133. Take care.